Good morning, everyone. I hope you've had a good week. And if you'd like to stand and sing with us, we're going to sing um, Because He Lives, the first and second verse on page 407, and then tremble as well. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, you 
Chapter 27 will be our scripture. Psalm 27 and verse 14, and share just a couple of announcements with you uh, before we get started. Um, number one, uh, we're going to try our first men's night out uh, on March the 18th. The ladies have had about three of these special events and having all the fun, and so we're going to try to have some fun for the men now. And that's going to be on Monday night, March the 18th. We're going to have some burgers and uh, baked beans, chips, desserts, and so you want to be here for that, men. And ladies night out then on April the 22nd. And on March the 16th, we're going to be at Breaking Bread for Jesus again, uh, helping serve there. 
and thank you to all who brought cake mix uh, for them. And if uh, you forgot to buy cake mix and you want to help provide cake mix, just give me some money after service and I will be glad to buy it on your behalf. And I'll deliver this probably like Tuesday uh, to Breaking Bread. So you just let me know if you want to make a donation towards that. And then lastly, we have a thank you card here from Southeastern Children's Home. Dear friends at Grace Baptist, thank you all for making Christmas special for all the children at Southeastern Children's Home. We appreciate the pajamas and socks you provided. May God bless each of you in 2024. Uh, from Christy Nodine there. And they all signed it. I, I, I can read part of them. A couple of them might be a little questionable. But uh, they, they all wanted to thank you for all of the, the blessings at Christmas time. So, Psalm 27 and verse 14. The psalmist said, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. American society has really evolved into an age of instant gratification. We expect everything to be quick and easy and just at our fingertips. Well, this is not always the case. As is still true in much of the world, we used to have to wait on results. If you travel around the world, you'll find in other cultures that they don't have the instant stuff that we have, that it's a, a wait for to get what they want. Let's just take cooking for an example, and I've, I, I've mentioned this to you before months ago about this example, but it's not that far removed from when people cooked over open fire, uh, maybe a campfire, uh, maybe just a fire pit outside of the house that they cooked over. And then the great invention of fireplaces were, were a part of uh, the cooking process. And they'd put those iron pans in there and, and those skillets and they'd cook over the, in those fireplaces. And then came the beloved wood cook stove where that you had to chop the wood and bring the wood in and feed that wood cook stove and heat up the whole house to be able to cook on it. Uh, I mean, it was a lot of work for it. All of this required work in time for a meal. I, I mean, there were no quick meals. Uh, you, you didn't just do like that and eat something, but you prepared in advance and you worked hard to get it done. Well, then we hit the modern time. And we ended up with gas and electric stoves where all you had to do was turn a knob or push a button and you had instant heat for cooking. Went from the open fire the fire pit, to the fireplace, to the wood cook stove, to now we have gas and electric that just at the blink of an eye, they're hot. But, you know, that still wasn't fast enough for us, was it? Somebody invented the microwave oven. Have you ever used a microwave oven? Oh, oh my gracious. I'm not saying it cooks good food, but I'm saying it will cook fast food in a hurry. And then if that wasn't enough, we even came out with the convection oven 
where that you've got the blower that blows the hot air as well as the heat, and boy, you can really cook a lot in a hurry because we really want everything to be instant and quick. Sound about right? Uh, I mean, popcorn now in, in what, two minutes and 30 seconds? Nathan knows how long it is. He, he, he's the popcorn guy at our house. About two minutes, 30 seconds, two minutes, 45 seconds, and you've got a bag of popcorn. I'm not going to say how good it is, but you got a bag of popcorn versus how long it takes to get a pot and oil hot on the stove, pour the kernels in there, and stand there and shake that pot back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until it gets all popped. We, we like it fast. We want it instant. Well, what we have failed to recognize is that our quick and instant results in our society, it has also affected us spiritually. And, and I really believe this. Older generations of believers, they understood what it was to wait on results both physically and spiritually. It was just a way of life for them. That there was nothing quick, nothing instant, nothing easy in their world. And so they did not expect quick when it came to spiritual either. That they knew how to persevere in prayer. That they knew how to wait for answers to prayer. That they knew how to do this. Now, we want our prayers answered microwave style. The faster, the better. When we pray now, we don't want to pray and wait. We want to pray and receive instantly. It's a far cry from what our forefathers knew and a far cry from the how they prayed and a far cry from how they worshipped. Our instant society has bled over into our spirituality and we're expecting everything to be quick and easy and instant. And if it's not, we're not happy. If it's not, we become upset. If it's not, we give up has not always been that way. Our scripture today reminds us that we need to learn or maybe relearn what waiting spiritual is all about. So listen again, wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Three quick, simple lessons from this verse of scripture. Number one, the reasons for waiting. Why would we wait? Well, it's a command that is given. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. That, that is why we would wait for Him. But what, what is it that we're waiting for? Well, I think if you read the preceding verses in this chapter, chapter 27 of Psalms, you, you can find that they're waiting for direction. Uh, that they're waiting to figure out which way to go, what to do. We, we need direction for what we're going to be uh, trying to accomplish. Not only direction, but deliverance. The enemy was around them. They needed to be delivered from that enemy. And so they were waiting upon the Lord for direction and for deliverance. And I believe that if you don't know what direction you're supposed to go in and you don't know how you're going to be delivered, maybe you shouldn't move. Maybe you should not make a decision. Maybe you should just wait upon the Lord. So that's lesson number one, the reasons for waiting. Number two, the importance of waiting. 
Why is it important that we wait upon the Lord? Well, you know, it's without saying that we'll make a mess out of things if we go and do it ourselves. If we just go out and make our own decisions, we're going to regret those decisions, no doubt. But there are two other reasons that I find in this verse of Scripture about the importance of waiting. Number one, waiting teaches us obedience. Isn't that what the, this verse of Scripture says twice? Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. And so if we actually wait for the Lord because we don't have clear direction, because we need deliverance, if we wait upon Him to move, wait upon Him to speak, wait upon Him to work, then are we not practicing obedience to Him? And don't we need to be obedient to God? doing what God has said for us to do. And boy, when he says to wait, we don't like that one little bit. We don't want to wait because we're used to the microwave popcorn. We're used to the instant coffee. Now, when I say instant coffee, I don't really mean instant coffee. Now, I, I'm, I'm not going that far down the tube. <laughs> you know, that, that no, instant coffee is not even coffee. But we do have the pods and the K-cups and, you know, and all of that's pretty instant compared to the old way of doing it. But we just need to learn to be obedient. And not only is it obedience, but trust. When we're waiting, we're trusting. We're trusting Him. We, we don't know which direction to go in. We, we are needing deliverance. So we're being obedient to him. And while we're being obedient, we're showing our trust in him. That even in the middle of nothing happening, he's in charge. We can trust him. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. It's important that we wait. If we don't have clear direction. Be obedient and trust Him. There's a third lesson, and it is about the attitude of waiting. While we're waiting for God to speak, while we're waiting for God to work, while we're waiting for God to move, what kind of an attitude do we have? I can tell you the kind of attitude that I've had from time to time. Oh, Lord. You mean, I'm... But God, I want it now. You don't understand, God. I, I need it now. God, I want you to answer me now. And he doesn't answer, and then we get all poochy-lipped. You know what poochy-lipped is? Who can do poochy-lips? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. Y'all know all about poochy-lips. Do you ever have poochy-lips because God has not spoken yet when you want him to speak? And it's just messing up your plans. My plan is I'm going to go here and I'm going to do that. And, and God, I want you to bless that. And God, I want you to provide the way. And God doesn't do so. And our plans get turned upside down. And we go, but God. No, the attitude we should have for waiting on the Lord is one of strength. Look, wait for the Lord, be strong. Be strong while you're waiting for God to work and to move. 
Be strong in your faith. Be strong in your belief. Be strong in your prayer life. Be strong in your Bible reading. Be strong in being a Christian. Just simply be strong. And be of good courage. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. When we're waiting for God to work, we are showing courage that we can trust him while we're being obedient. It, it takes courage to wait on God wanting to make a decision and nothing is coming your way and you don't know what to do. It, it takes courage to believe that God can do so. So our, our attitude, our action should be one of strength and one of courage while we are waiting. What are you praying for today? What do you need God to do for you today? How long have you been praying for whatever it is? Are you losing heart because you haven't gotten an answer? Or maybe you haven't gotten the answer that you wanted. Let me leave you with this same verse of Scripture, Psalm 27, verse 14, as it's translated in the message version of the Bible. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. I don't know about you, but I love that the way that it's translated in the message. Just stay with him, friends. When it seems like the world is turned upside down, in due time, God will work, God will move, and God will answer. Until then, stay with God. God, take heart. Don't quit. Just stay with God. My challenge to you today and my challenge to me as well is that we don't quit and say in due time, God will do what God knows is best to do. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, help me not to look for the instant and for the quick, but help me to trust you and wait upon you. How desperately we need to learn that lesson, to wait upon you. Father, for those who are here and those who will be watching online and listening online, may it be true for them as well. May they also wait upon you. And in due time, you will do what God can do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you.